recording and we will get started. So can everyone see the screen okay? Yeah, brilliant. So welcome to Happy Life Habits um, Inspiration Point podcast project. And this is series one and it's episode six of six. So it's the last episode of our first series. And we have Shandip Shah with us today. Um, and the subtitle is The Balanced Giver. So we will delve into that and find out more um, regarding uh, what that means. But uh, as usual, um, with um, Happy Life Habits, what we like to do is just start with just everyone just taking a checkpoint and just using a scale of zero to 10, but not using the number seven, but you're allowed to use fractions and decimals. Just now, just for yourself, take a checkpoint and just see where you are on that happiness scale, where zero is not very happy and 10 is very happy. Just for yourself, see where you are. And everyone's zero to 10 scale is different. If you feel you want to share, you can share. If you don't want to share, that's absolutely fine. The key thing here is, is there as a checkpoint for yourself, just to be aware where you are. And what we teach in uh, uh, Happy Life Habits is one, to become aware of that, um, figure we're at and use tools and habits and strategies and learnings so we can choose to up that number as we become aware if it's not where we want it to be. So that's what we're um, working with. And the other thing on this is that um, someone's seven, sorry, someone's eight might be someone else's six and your eight at the moment when you recalibrate might become a six in the future. So the idea is to keep on you know, uh, moving towards um, increasing levels. So that's what we're working with. But the key idea is just that checkpoint. So grand rules, just to remind um, those of you who've been um, to the previous uh, episodes and those of you who are new, you know, really warm welcome to you. And just the session is being recorded and it will be uploaded onto YouTube and podcast platform and on, shared on the website. Um, during the course of this session, if you could put your mobiles on silent, that would be awesome. If you can stay on mute, that would be wonderful. And then when we start the interview process, um, we will ask you to switch off your videos so that uh, what we can see is the screen. We can see Shandip and um, myself and do um, the recording in that manner. And then towards the end of um, the interview, we will have some time for Q&A. And at that point, welcome you to switch on your videos and um, unmute yourself and um, ask um, a few questions based on uh, what's been shared um, today. And thereafter, we'll have um, just a little bit more information about a few other activities going on, and then we will wrap it for the day. And we're aiming for um, a nine o'clock uh, finish. So that's the plan. So a quick introduction for those of you who are here for the first time and just a reminder for everyone else and myself, um, I'm Shady Sharp. I'm a happiness coach trained in the science of happiness and through happy life habits, we positively impact people's happiness and well-being levels. That's what we're about. And this is Inspiration Point. It's one of our projects. It's a podcast project. And the remit is inspiring positive, extraordinary people, sharing their journey, their challenges, turning points, 
daily habits and learning through personal development, happiness and spirituality. And this is there to just remind us that we are all extraordinary and we can all learn from each other, be inspired by each other and lift ourselves up and be inspired um, uh, through what we hear and learn and experience as a group in a community. So Inspiration Point is based on uh, 10 questions. It's a standard format of 10 questions, which every interviewer, interviewee, sorry, is asked. Uh, and they're asked to fill out a form and uh, we ask them these 10 questions. But as we ask those 10 questions, we might um, delve into one or two aspects and dig a little bit further or expand a few things. But um, it's standard questions, which as you hear the questions, you might want to ask yourself because these are questions relevant for each and every one of us that we can ask to understand um, ourselves better and ask each other to know each other better. So really like to thank um, Raymond James and in particular Kamal Hurrier, uh, the branch principal of Raymond James Stanmore. They've sponsored all of this series one, all six episodes, which has enabled us to share these six episodes since October to now. So really pleased uh, and thankful, especially with Thanksgiving this week, um, that you know they backed us and supported us with um, this idea with this concept and um, allowed us to uh, bring this podcast to you so very you know thankful for that as i mentioned you know this is the sixth of six episodes our first one back in october or maybe even late september was with nick williams inspirational leadership coach then we had anud shah the zen pharmacist we had Chantel Cody, OB, the chocolate detective. We had Sanjay Shah, the emotional quotient um, expert. We had Vigil Coulson, quantum life technique finder. And today we've got Shandip Shah, the balance giver. All of these are people who are friends or family. Um, three of them have done the uh, Happy Life Habits gratitude course. All six of them practice gratitude. All six of them have unique stories into which, as we hear, we can see aspects of ourselves and resonate with. And each of them brings a different angle to um, the sessions, but you'll see some commonness and some unity in um, what's been shared. And that's just the nature of um, who we are and what we are uh, there. So an introduction to Shandip. So Shandip is a, a good friend of mine. I've known him for many years and been fortunate to see his journey from where he was working in that West. He um, went on to do an MBA, um, got involved with the family business, NVS Pharmacy, and really helped um, to expand uh, services and products in that area. Went on to do um, to a few other um, businesses. And during one of those businesses, he actually um, collapsed due to work pressure, um, had a, you know, a health issue, took some time out, re calibrated it and worked out you know, the things which were important to him and changed um, his vocation again. And as you hear what I've shared there and as you hear as the story unfolds, you'll see that he's constantly been experimenting and trying out new things, um, giving, uh, learning, you know, the growth mindset that we often talk about and expanding in that uh, manner. And throughout all of that journey, he's also been involved with a service journey. And he's involved with a whole variety of communities. Um, he's been involved with um, Young James on various committees um, during uh, Young James's journey. He's been 
founding, one of the founding members of Seven of Sansa, who teach Gujarati to the children and have wonderful uh, Navratri programs and learning tools um, and Gujarati classes. He's been involved with um, Ashral organization, um, helped in Shishakunj, and currently also a trustee of Sri Chandavidyapit, the Jain school um, that runs on Fridays uh, and part of um, a, a trustee of variety and at the same time as part of that. Um, one of his things is to be a role model to his children. That will come through um, uh, in our sharing. Um, he's a serves on the National Professional Standards Body of Society of Will Writers and the chair of the local region. Um, and involved with helping at um, the Olympics 2020, part of Team 2020 as a volunteer. The Euros this, um, that were going to happen this year, he was part of the team there and helped to do some training for the volunteers. Um, involved with Athletics 2017 and the Modi visit in 2015, one of the 10 people involved with organizing that. So on top of the work stream, you can see lots of involvement in community related projects and of giving. And that's why we're talking about balanced giving. And he's received the Lifetime Achievement Award given by the Oshral Association of the UK. And this is no small feat. There's you know, 25,000 plus Oshrals in the UK. This award's been given maybe over the last 10, 12 years, and including Shandip, it's maximum of maybe 25 people who have received this award. And it's the community who nominates it and puts it forward in that manner. And he's been a great supporter of um, the work I do in Happy Life Habits. Like I said, he's um, come on to um, the Gratitude and Journal um, training program. Last Christmas, he um, bought a whole bunch of um, Gratitude journals to give to his clients and family and friends. And that created a great win-win relationship for us. And um, it sponsored um, the Gratitude workshop along with a few other people on this call um, that we had in uh, October. So very much supportive of um, what we've been uh, doing and very much a mentor and a guide to many, many people um, in these communities. So that is um, a short uh, <laughs> introduction <laughs> to Shanda. And uh, at this point, I will just stop my screen share and we will start with um, asking that if everyone, if you can, switch off um, your videos. And if you want to go into view and put it into speaker view, um, then uh, the screen will be nice and big and you'll be able to see um, Shandip and myself um, quite clearly there. And I will start with the first question that we ask, which is, actually even before that, Shandip, welcome. Great to have you here. <laughs> Thank you, Shailene. Thank you so much uh, for inviting me here today. So yeah, uh, absolutely honored and uh, privileged to be one of the first six in your Inspiration Point talks. Thank you. Yeah, and uh, it's, it's been really enjoyable for me to see you know, your journey over these years. Like I said, from knowing you from the NatWest days and seeing uh, you know, the progression and involvement you've had in these communities and being a real inspiration to many people. So. That's been wonderful. Thank but you. the first question I'd like to ask is, Shadip, 
What makes you happy? <laughs> it's, you know what, it, it's, it's a difficult one to answer in these times we're living in. But actually, you know what, appreciation of life, life as a whole is very much makes me happy, surrounded by very good people, uh, family, of course, uh, supportive family, friends. Running a business which has a meaning at the end of it. So when I close off the cases, you know, we're generally in economics or business world, you're running a business for profit. That's, that's the typical um, capitalist view. And again, that would be, you know, my view in the old days as well, and probably still would be. But I've realized over the last eight years, running this business really has a meaning. And meaning when I complete cases, when I do things are high handholding for families who've lost their loved ones. Um, there is a peace of mind there. There is a, a sense of accomplishment to say, actually, it's very much a cross border between service, seva, and actually running a successful consultancy, successful practice. Mm. And of course, what other things makes me happy is giving back to the society as a whole. That that's um, something which has innately been ingrained by father, mother, family, um, and yeah, and life as a whole. Like I said, is is a happy place to be. If you want to make it happy, it's a happy place. Brilliant. Thank you. Thank you for that. So, what are you currently doing that inspires you? So currently there are two strands to the life where there should be three strands. The, the first, the most important strand is the family. Um, that's the first strand, but you know, we, we always take that as a granted, but the two, two strands is really running my consultancy, balanced consultancy, professional will writing practice, which I've done uh, coming up to eight years now. So within the profession, like you said earlier, I have been, privileged to uh, be elected onto the uh, National Professional Standards Board of the Society of Will Writers, which is a group of 12 people from across the whole of the, the country looking to improve the standards of the industry as a whole. I'm also the chair of our region, Middlesex and West London region. So that's the professional side in terms of what I'm doing at the moment, running my consultancy. It is a business, a limited company business. And the other side is obviously my um, charity work or, the, or the, the giving back to society. And again, very privileged to be a trustee at uh, Virayathan, Virayathan UK. Um, that gives me a huge amount of pleasure, but I've always said people should only do community work, society work when they've fulfilled the other duties they have, i.e. to the family, to your business. And then if you've got spare time or a little bit of spare time, do something else on the side, which gives you a huge amount of satisfaction. It's difficult to quantify, Shailene, and I know you've been involved as well, but difficult to quantify the satisfaction you get from the work you do outside of your business, outside of your profession. Um, but giving back, I have certain skill sets which I've used effectively at Virayathan uh, and SCVP Jane School. And actually, I, I don't consider myself as giving 
I'm actually taking a lot away, taking a huge amount away from particularly those kids, those kids I see, um, you know, just we saw them last weekend at the Diwali function, just outstanding. And, uh, you know, some of the other community stuff we've done, um, that's what really gets you going. And, it, you know, it, it gives you the impetus to carry on. Sure. No, that's brilliant. And um, just from my learning from the science of happiness mm. and uh, with my own journey as well, service and volunteering play a key part in um, people's happiness. Um, so it, it, it is one which is a, an important component to build into our lives. Yeah. I would counter slightly to um, what you shared off the family first and then the business and then if there's time doing this. Mm. I think there is a way of working all three, but that's a conversation for another time. But yeah, yeah absolutely. Having um, these different components as part of our yeah. life and what we put our time and energy into. So that's great. Why did you call your um, consultancy balance? <laughs> There's a story behind that. Um, you know, in terms of my journey, you know, you've gone through the journey about NatWest, my uh, business NVS uh, previously, which is a family business still running. When basically we sold part of the NVS and I then went, moved into wholesale with my other brother, uh, brothers, went into a partnership. The business started growing, growing, but financially it was draining me. And uh, I almost lost everything at that point. Partnership didn't work out well, but to maintain those jobs, we, gave, we took a decision to give away that business to another company. That other company took the business. I became the number two in that company, brought in a huge amount of business to them, but at a sacrifice. I basically you know, was doing 12, 13 hours a day, sometimes seven days a week, leading up to Christmas, seven days a week, 15, 16 hours a day. What that meant was, you know, the body was building up a huge amount of pressure. And a couple of months after Christmas, in the meeting with the board, uh, with the, the main uh, director, relatively stressful meetings these are. And all of a sudden, I just collapsed. In his office, I was there with the glass walls and everything literally just went down. I had no idea what happened. Absolutely no idea what happened. The body gave up. And the body gave up, stopped. but the, the instinct with the people who were around me at that point was a heart attack. Hmm. I had completely blanked out. Um, next thing I knew, paramedics had come, uh, taken the, the shirt off and the ECG pads were being put on, uh, the machines being put on, all the rest of it. All, the only thing I can remember at that point was one of my really good staff was pouring water over me to try and awaken me. Um, it wasn't working, but anyway, the, the, the paramedics had arrived. We were, the, the location was very near Central Middlesex Hospital. So the paramedics were very quick. They, I came around, um, they took me into the ambulance in the, uh, to the hospital, um, sort of started doing the checks, things like that. Yes, blood pressure was absolutely sky high, but there were no signs of 
um, a heart attack, okay, or anything like that. It wasn't a heart attack, and they, I distinctly remember in the ambulance, the guy asking me, has there been a problem at work? And I said, I couldn't really think at that point, but nothing unusual in a sense the, 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 the top guy there was always used to shouting. We always got used to that. And that was the way he always behaved. Okay. But anyway, went to the hospital. Um, they'd done all the various checks. They said, look, the blood pressure is sky high. But apart from that, actually, there isn't anything major, major wrong. But given another few minutes or whatever, this could have been a different story. Okay. So I came home same night. Um, went picked up my bag went went home and um really the first thing i saw was my two kids were you know quite small uh, at that point and my son just came and uh, you know just gave me a hug and i was just sitting down i was worn out at that point but let's just fast forward it a little bit um, I took the week off. Uh, the guy said, don't come in. And I said, I wasn't planning to, but I did take the week off. And in that week, lying on the bed and whatever, you start thinking, what do I want out of life now? This was, this was the turning point. And the question which kept going through my mind was, today I've been lucky. Tomorrow I may not be so lucky. And I kept going through that. Four or five days went past. I, I, I was recovered. I went back to the office uh, after a week. But at that point, in that intervening period of that one week, I started making my own internal thoughts. What do I want out of life? What do I want out of work? And I started making some notes. And I went back the following week, exactly the same day, got onto my computer, typed out a letter, went to the CEO and I walked out, mm. walked out. I said, everything I've given you, you take two, three million pounds worth of business. I gave him all my staff, everything. So there's my letter, I'm not hanging around to say any goodbyes or whatever, except to the staff I brought and your staff. I'm, um, I'm actually leaving as of now, whether you owe me any money or not, absolutely fine. I'm not worried about that. Um, I'm just, I'm leaving. Mm. And family did say, look, take some time out. Take a couple of weeks out, whatever, but you know what you like. Um, so I put on, and this is the power of social media, and I put on the LinkedIn that, look, you know, I've left my current position as director at uh, the company. And within three or four days, I had six people who said to me, look, Chandi, we want to take you on. This was all in the pharma trade. But my wish list had changed at that point. I had absolutely decided what I wanted to do was, I'm very much a people's person and finding solutions to a person, people, whatever. I've decided no, no more buying, selling, you know, buy for a pound, sell for two quid, none of that. I, I just don't want any of that anymore. I want to use my brain. I want to maybe study a little bit find solutions for families, for people, whatever. But I had absolutely no idea what line that would be in. Yeah. And out of the blue, an email came from LinkedIn, from the guy who had written my wills. He was a good friend as well. He was one of my patients at the NVS pharmacy in Ricelip as well. And he said, look, Shandip, can we get together for a coffee? I hadn't seen him for years. 
got together, he said, I'm offering you this position. I need someone as intellectual as you to join me. I was absolutely excited. I mean, this was, this ticked all the boxes. I, you know, working with people, working face-to-face with people, trying to find solutions to clients, et cetera, et cetera. I went home and normally, you know, I, I obviously I've spoken with Mira, spoken with the family, but the person I really get the key advice from is my brother. I'm the youngest in the entire family, but my uh, middle brother, Ketan. So the next day I went to the pharmacy in Baker Street, which he runs, and we went out for coffee. And I said, look, this is on the table, this offer. He said, look, this is absolutely perfect for you. We know you can do it, but don't go and work for him. Start your own. He said, you're starting from zero, but start your own. From that day onwards, you know, I, had, I went back to uh, Daryl, said, look, and he said, look, absolutely fine. I'll mentor you all the way. Oh, wonderful. So he mentored me. Unfortunately, he's right now not in a very good shape, but he mentored me at that time when I needed, and we're still very good friends, and he still does the odd bit, bits of work when he was well. He mentored me. I started the business, went away to the Society of Will Writers, who I'm absolutely thankful for for being there at that particular time they were very welcoming I'd done the course fast-tracked and I qualified within a couple of months and I thought okay I've got my own office I've got everything I've set up now I need business so I wrote out and this is where I suppose the karma goes around you know uh, whatever but um, I wrote to a few of my friends within three days I had appointments lined up already with people to say, look, we've been looking for this. We trust you. Come do ours, do ours. And my friends, my family, we're just starting to, you know, put the word around. I would say that to anyone aspiring to run your own business, believe me, there are people out there who will always support you. And there are a few people in our audience today who will uh, vouch for the same. There are people there who will support you. But where did the name Balance come from? Actually, Pawan made that name. I was looking for names and Pawan said, look, you were off balance when you started this, when you collapsed. You want to get your life back into balance. How about trying to call it balance? I thought, okay, sounds different, sounds unusual. I'd done a search, there's no companies named balance, there was uh, no issues just registered it and off we go, off I went. Brilliant, now that's fantastic and that's a lovely story and I know from the conversations we've had you know, in our um, social kind of uh, catch-ups that often you're one of the first people who is called when there's a death in someone's family to yeah. be called upon for support, advice, emotional support as well as you know, advice on what steps to do with that and that uh, could be at any time of day, night. Mm. I know you've missed, you know, various um, sessions we have together, like yeah. badminton or other things, because the client has come first and you've uh, needed to um, deal uh, with those things. So, yeah, it's a very important role you play there off that first point of contact often. And, you know, people uh, who look for, the, you know, the trust and the reliability and, yeah. Uh, the guidance so 
yeah, that's some of the features I've seen in. You know, keep <laughs> doing those things as you do that. Do those. So that's great, and thank you for that, Sherry. Similarly, can you share your service journey? Service journey is even longer. I, I, I suspect probably well over thirty years. So you know, as far as I can remember, and this was always the family ethos that look get involved in the local community. And Arusha, when I was little, when I came here, I was about nine years old. I used to always be in Arusha. There was Hindu Mandir, there was the Jain Temple, but we were quite big in Sai Baba at that point in Arusha. Uh, and one of the disciples, actually, you know, he was my mentor in Arusha there uh, at that time. Um, but here, ever since I've known, ever since sort of, you know, after university or around that sort of time, and even slightly before helping out at Oshwals and things like that. But my first key role was with Young Jane's, um, committee member first, then I was vice president of Young Jane's for a couple of years, um, organized some of the biggest memorable programs um, which Young Jane's had. From there, um, Millennium Project came and a few years before Millennium 1997, we started the project on organizing a big, big event for Millennium. That entire event broke down. There were loads of teams, different places, but my team, uh, the seven or eight of us, we decided to continue, but work on a longer term project. And that project was Sansar. Mm. And Sansar is named after the seven founders. I was the founder of the team, but actually there's seven of us who founded Sansar. And the rest is history on Sansar, where it is now and what it's done. But again, absolutely, you know, privileged to be working with such phenomenal people um, and they were all friends of mine but all came with different skill sets and I knew the skill sets they had and we brought them in for that particular uh, area and it's worked wonders and Sansar has taken a different you know um, level altogether probably because I left so yeah no no no, <laughs> no, no I'm just you, build, you guys yeah. you know put a good foundation in you put a good ethos in and a culture in yeah. you know uh, passed it on with the right mentoring and you know Sansar has thrived and it's having such an impact in helping to keep Correct. the Gujarati language you know in this uh, uh, country in this uh, in this community going strong so it's, mm. it's a phenomenal um yeah, it's a phenomenal service. And a, a, I guess, what's the best word to say? Uh, yeah, it's a phenomenal a, a project that's been done and going so strong. It's and made an impact. It, it is, and it's something very meaningful and important. Yeah. And I've been fortunate to where, uh, uh, when Sansa did its first few um, uh, live shows, I was able yeah. to be one of the clowns. So, I remember. Uh, that's I one remember. of my claims to fame. Uh, that's so. it. Well, we done. The first one was with Young Jane's before it was even called Sansar. It was called, we'd named it Sansar Creations, and then we went down. Yes. And then from there, again, I, I was on the board of advisors for Oshwal for five, six years. Um, but the last 12, 13 years has really been, you know, SCVP and Viraitan. That's um, where the time has um, been spent. And... Um, it's taught me to, uh, so much, it's taught me so much, but I've gained so much from the children, from the adults, from the incredible teachers, our committees. Um, but of course, you know, Sadhviji and Acharya Sri herself in Virayatan, um, 
yeah, I, you know, it's, it's been an amazing journey, really has. The service journey has given me a huge amount, has made me to what I am today, have made me lots and lots of uh, fantastic people, friends globally. Um, and I don't think I'll change it for anything else. And it, hopefully it'll continue. Yeah. And through those experiences, you've got involved with, like we said, you know, Team 2020, Euros, Athletics, and helping... Team 2012. Uh, team 2012. Sorry, team 2012, yes. <laughs> Indeed. And involved in volunteering and training in those areas. But also, with... Uh, um, let me think, what was the question? I was going to say... I've lost my train of thought. Okay, not to worry. We'll we'll move on to the next question, and then if I remember, I'll come back to that one. Absolutely. So, what are some of your daily habits and routines that support you? So, um, typical day, and it it is fairly routine day. You know, you get up around six thirty. Um, always, as soon as I'm up. On the bed, I will uh, say my usual prayers, go in, usual shower, shave, breakfast, etc. Um, drop the kids off to school. From there, this, my office is only two or three minutes away. So I'm normally in the office by about quarter past eight. The one thing which has, in the last eight years, um, I've always done is come home for lunch. Okay, that's there's been reasons for that, but... Really, I felt it's one way for me. My mom is with me, and it's one way for me to make sure and keep an eye on her. Mm. Give me a break from the office. Even if I'm traveling, I make sure it's at that time, ideally, unless I'm out of London, if at that time I try and get back. Um, it gives her something to look forward to. So she's done her prayer, she's done her pratikama and something like whatever. She will look forward to it, make something. So again, keeping her healthy, ideally, whenever, uh, if, you know, uh, that's the goal. Yeah. But longer term thinking is, you know, how much longer do we have? Yeah. Um, and really, th this is precious time. And yeah. uh, even if I spend 10, 15 minutes with her, she knows, you know, yes, looking forward to it. And now, uh, you know, she can get on with the evening stuff after I've gone back to the office. In the last couple of years, well, in fact, all of this lockdown, I've been working in the office, but I always now try to come back for dinner as well with the kids and um, mum. And normally, most evenings or three or four evenings before lockdown, I was always out to see clients. As you know, most of my clients are, I see them outside of office hours, weekends, Sundays, Saturdays. But... I try and now do that. So if I have a client in the evening, I'll come home for dinner, have my dinner, and then go out and see the client. So it's a kind of a routine which has worked well, but which is really blended in seeing the family when I can, um, you know, catch up with them a little bit, see how mum is, see what the gossip is around town, uh, <laughs> et cetera. And, uh, you know, see, she'll tell me first thing, oh, this person's passed away, this person's passed away, but this person's doing this. It's great that she's, you know, active and uh, she, she's really 
the inspiring one. And you know, because of that, I've changed the habit. So that's really my do- routine. Yeah. No, that's fantastic, mate. And badminton when we're allowed to play as well. Yeah, yeah. badminton, exercise, <laughs> badminton, absolutely. Uh, and I'm relying on you to, uh, you know, get that back to us. But uh, uh, last few months, I've been in the gym a couple of times a week, uh, two or three times. I love reading. Reading is a, a real passion of mine. So before I go to sleep, I'll always read. Um, and of course, uh, the, the charity work, uh, the yeah. red and, and work takes up a majority of my time as well. So, yeah, uh, you know, this is quite a pressurized environment I work in, although it doesn't feel it, it, it is quite pressurized in terms of time. But yeah, um, so those kind of things. I'm working on the, uh, the journal as well. It's not happening every day, but it's 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 getting there. It's getting there. So, yeah. 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 yeah no, I do remember when you were doing it, uh, you're finding a segment of it being quite useful for productivity and focus uh, at that stage so no, that's cool but yeah just give us a shout and guide you back onto it guys <laughs> when you're ready absolutely yes so that's good so what's uh, one of your favorite quotes my the actual favorite quote i've had uh for a good number of years is you know the flame of one candle can light many others this was on the calendar. It was actually uh, by Acharya Chandanaji, head of Virayatan, founder of Virayatan. And it really resonates. It really resonates. And everyone in this room watching wider, we are all that one candle. And your, uh, you know, your lighting, your basically igniting of something to help someone else it's going to filter out to so many more people. And that quote has really resonated with me for many, many years. Um, and yeah, I, I love that quote. Yeah, and it works on so many levels uh, in terms of, you know, the spiritual level, the emotional level, uh, you know, the service level, um, education level. So yeah, it's, it's a wonderful one. Now, I remember when we were chatting um, in prep for this, part of that you were also sharing a regarding um, your role as a parent? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, look, parenting, my role, and, you know, if I was to pop off tomorrow, and I've always said this, that what do I want to give to my children? Um, it's not about money, materialism, or anything like that. It's, it's a good family, good family background. But really, I would like to see my role as actually being a role model to them, if I if I can. Um, of course, they will, you know, I would encourage them to do anything they want. But if when I'm doing service, I know Pavan now is very into volunteering, Pile is into volunteering and whatever, Shishikunj in a big way, um, uh, SCVP as well. But if I can ignite that, that's my aim in life that look if I can if I can be that encouragement to them I think as a parent I've done my role the rest is kismet nasib you know whatever happens down the line is going to happen but it's really uh, putting those um, ideas into them at an early age um, that you know I've always said this again we're in the process of university choices or apprenticeship or whatever and I said look whatever you do don't chase the money and I'll come on to that quote later as well, but don't chase the money. Go do what you love um, and give back uh, wherever you can and uh, give back to the society who's given you. And that way, that quote is, you know, reminiscent of that as well. That one candle is going to light up others as well. And that's what humanity is all about. 
Fantastic. Thank you for that. Um, what is an achievement that you're most proud of? Oh, well, you've mentioned one of them, uh, obviously receiving the Lifetime Achievement Award at Oshwell. Um, that was a bit of a surprise. The person who had nominated me uh, and actually to pass through uh, the board, that was a bit of a, uh, you know, a surprise, but absolutely just uh, stands out there. Finding Sansar, that was uh, incredible. But also, you know, in 2015, meeting Prime Minister Modi, uh, speaking to him for a little while, but being part of that mega event at Wembley Stadium. That will always stay with me. That will always stay with me, you know, uh, for the rest of my life. Um, and a few months ago, I met Gareth Southgate, the England manager of football um, at the Euros at Wembley Stadium. And I'm part of, uh, you know, the helping and the organizing on that that I was interviewing. But yeah, the Achievement Award, I think Finding Sansar, uh, found, you know, and with the fantastic team and meeting Prime Minister Modi. Again, he's only a human being, but he's, you know, it's it's a different end altogether when you see people like that. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah, it inspires. Brilliant. And Sansar, I think, is a wonderful one for all the people who've been involved in the past and currently are and will be in the future. Of You know, it's a fantastic legacy. So definitely one to be uh, proud of in uh, that way. So mm. awesome. Uh, what is one of your favourite books and why? And I think we share <laughs> some commonality in this. Absolutely. Um, well, you know, the, the monk who sold his Ferrari, um, that's, that was an easy read, but a book I just couldn't put down. Once I started, I could not put that book down. And since then, I've read a few of um, that author's books, like The 5am Club, etc. It's an eye-opening book, so well-written, but it really gives you that story of that journey. The guy comes from the corporate background, gave up everything, sold his Ferrari, he's a lawyer, and he went to search for himself. Um, and he, again, lit you know, the, the sparked uh, so much good out of people as well. Um, but yeah, that, that book was phenomenal. I would recommend it to anyone. It's, a, it's not a heavy read. It's a beautifully well-written book. Um, yeah. Yeah. So. Yeah, it's uh, one of Robin Sherman's first books. And like you said, he's authored a few others, which are awesome. And his work's brilliant. So Yeah, and also Paul, Paul Coelho's um, The Alchemist, again, is yeah. another one. If people like that, uh, that's a fantastic book as well. But this yeah. one is really the recent good one. <laughs> and this one you know, resonates very much with your own story and journey, but also many other people's where, you know, you're there, uh, got the corporate or some sort of career thing like chasing, and something comes and stops in this book. It was, you know, he had a heart attack, you had to collapse. Uh, I had my stress journey. Yes. Other people have had, um, you know, the business taken away or some kind of, you know, um, challenge or turning point occur. And then some form of, you know, self reflection, some form of um, deep soul searching and finding a way through. And then working that way through and also sharing some of that. And that mm. it was also one which was mentioned uh, that uh, in the first episode with Nick Williams, The Hero's Journey. Oh, yeah. Um, Joe Campbell. It's that idea. And it's the one which is there, you know, in Star Wars, in um, the Bhagavad Gita, in all of these where, there's, you know, the person's there. There's a challenge. They've got to dig deep, work through that challenge, move forward and then share their learning. And that's exactly. The Hero's Journey, which we're all on. 
and that's you know part of our inspiration point of that as well bringing that message through that we're all you know heroes and we've got all our we've all got our journeys and we can all um, share something with each other so brilliant uh what did you learn from your parents oh so much uh so much i mean you know uh father passed away nearly 20 years ago but you know father and mother both few things have always said to me again similar to what i say to the children as well don't chase the money yeah um you know do things honestly ethically always no compromises on that side at all value of family value of relationships apreke vyavarik in indian uh in gujarati but value of family and relationships is absolutely utmost and give your uh give back to the society seva and those are the few few things which parents have always imbibed i know my mom does my dad used to do um and hopefully the generations will continue that yeah and what you've just shared there i think really does strongly come through in um your journey what you've shared here and also you know in the people who know you and seen uh, <laughs> seen you in action i think those things you know definitely are there so so powerful of what our parents and grandparents guide us and teach us on so thank you for that so don't chase the money do things honestly and ethically and the value of family and relationships is what we've got there um our penultimate question who or what are your inspirers oh too many people but um usual obviously parents kids uh the family are always inspired so i'm not going to even go down that route because they they are always inspiring these two groups actually or two two sets one is groups and one two a couple of individuals groups are children who i've been involved with in and in particular um children at uh, scbp jain school and shishakunj You know what people say and I said this the other day actually for SCVP the kids you know people say our dharma is going to fade out in years to come when our generation passes away or whatever I completely disagree I think with the kids we've got right now we've really got the lights um on our dharma and they're the, you know we've got a really positive future ahead on that but they'll do it in their way our dharma what my bhagwan taught us is still going to be alive at shishakunj what i see is how phenomenal these kids are you know kids are kids 15 years old 14 years old whatever who are mentoring young children when these kids you know are going through their journey they're still at school and i've seen you know you give that freedom to the children you give that openness to the children and what the results are, are absolutely phenomenal i mean you know you see the advert of the royal navy or whatever that was made in the royal navy although mm. I was born somewhere else or whatever mm. a lot of these kids will say i'm made in shishakunj and uh, um those kids very much inspire me individually there are three people who who one has been a mentor for me for many 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 years Uh, and that's Vinny by Vinny by Haranya and he is my one of my you know greatest mentors is like a father figure always looking after me whenever i need anything just pick up the phone 
there. He's also helped a lot of my friends as well. Uh, but we have a very special relationship. But the two people who really inspire me are my nephew and niece, Ronak and Vaishali. Those who don't know Ronak and Vaishali, both disabled. Um, Ronak now actually works for me um, full time as an employee of balance. But the smile they have on their faces all the time, the positivity, despite their disability, despite everything they've gone through, you know what? We've got absolutely everything, you know, in life. And those who complain to me um, that look, you know, I've got not got this, I've not got this, I've not got this, look, you know, just, but they are the two inspirations in our entire family. But for me in particular, where Shelley and Ronak are, uh, and Vinny by, I would be ever, ever thankful to him, always. No, that's fantastic. Um, yeah. And uh, we've seen uh, Rachel Lee and Ronak in action in um, community events, helping and being involved uh, in that. And you're right. Uh, always, you know, bringing a smile in. I remember um, with the Oshwal um, sports days, uh, playing um, uh, the enabling network related games um, mm. uh, with, with them uh, in those. So, no, fantastic inspirations. And here, I think the message is, you know, finding and realizing what our strengths are and working off those. And as you said, everyone's got a different strength and a different ability. And uh, we leverage off, you know, what we, uh, our strengths and our abilities and, uh, you know, really work on those to shine through. Mm. And one thing I do remember you did share when um, you were mentioning to me about, um, this question was, um, their resilience was oh, the word you had used absolutely. for uh, mentioning, uh, yeah. uh, describing them. So that's a, yeah, a very powerful uh, aspect. Mm. Excellent. Did you want to say anything else on that? Not on that. You, you've taken the word out of my mouth because that was the word I was going to use is the resilience and, uh, you know, the positivity as always. And you learn a lot from these people. And, uh, yeah. you know, they're my nephew and niece. Um, but we've, I've learned so much. I've learned so much and I've seen them thrive. I've seen them thrive under serious challenges. But, you know, with Ronok now getting his master's degree, well, you know, just yeah, incredible, incredible. Um, yeah. 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 And the mindsets are really powerful, really positive mindsets and growth mindsets, which, yeah. you know, uh, is part of that whole aspect of resilience and growing and uh, nurturing and so forth. Mm. So fantastic. Uh, so the last question is, you know, the question, is there anything that I haven't asked you that you'd like to answer or anything you'd like to share <laughs> that we haven't covered Um that comes to so mind. what really comes to mind, and, and when we chatted about this, I mean, you've covered almost every aspect of uh, my journey, um, but it's what does the future hold? Okay. And uh, I, I personally hope the journey just continues as I am, uh, work-wise, um, giving back-wise, again, with the children, you know, in their journey. Um I'm a very positive person. I think the future is very bright, um, both professionally as well as um, community-wise, et cetera. I think there is a bright future ahead. 
we've been through the last 10 months with COVID and everything where I think a lot of positive has come out. Despite all the negative, despite all the deaths and illnesses, I think a huge amount of positivity has come out. A lot of togetherness as a families, together as friends, supporting each other, all of that kind of stuff. And I think it bodes well for the future. But I, you know what, with the, the current crop of the young individuals I'm seeing, both at SCVP, Shishikunj and other organizations, I think if we underestimate these kids, it's at our peril. I really do. Uh, because these kids are the, are the future leaders and, uh, you know, they're, they're going to be the stars of the future. And uh, in a different way, they're going to they're going to command the way they want to work, uh, the way they want to give back to society. They're not interested in politics. They, they want to do the work. They want to get on with the work and make that difference. Mm. And uh, I think we've got a huge crop of kids, um, you know, who, who really... I'm so proud to be, you know, involved with so many of them in a, in a different way. Um, and, you know, when someone messages me to say, look, Shantipanko, can I get this and this and this because I saw you or saw this? I think, yeah, actually, you know what? Uh, it's great. It's it's a fantastic journey ahead. And uh, I'm very much looking forward to not getting old, but, uh, you know, uh, the positivity that lies ahead. But Work-wise, I hope I can continue in this field for many years to come because I love it. Work is like my giving back anyway. So really, I'm, it feels like I'm doing this all day long. Yeah, and I think what you've probably captured there is you know, the work you're doing feels meaningful and fulfilling and making a difference to you, which yeah. is an important component for happiness again. So it's great you've been able to um, tap into that. So that does bring us um, to um, the end of the official um, questions. Uh, so take the opportunity to say, you know, thank you, Shandip, so much for um, sharing and partaking in, um, in today's episode and today's um, uh, journey and supporting um, Happy Life Habits. Now is the opportunity, if anyone does have any questions that you would like to ask um, Shandip regarding um, either the business journey, the service journey, or anything else he's touched upon, or anything he hasn't touched upon that you think might be interesting to ask and um, uh, discover. Um, you have the opportunity to ask that. If you, uh, yeah, uh, want to raise your hand or put, drop in uh, a chat function, that would be good. I see Suraj has raised his hand, so we'll uh, go to Suraj, and you can come off um, video and you can ask your question. Suraj, you can come off um, video and off mute and ask your question. And, and everyone else, if you want to switch your videos on, you're welcome to um, at this point now. Go ahead, Suraj. Great. Um, truly amazing, amazing session, guys. Shailen, wonderful questions. Shandit Bhai, um, what a journey. <laughs> what a journey. Um, my question is that, uh, you know, Shailen earlier mentioned about how um, there's been a death in the family, then often you're the first person that's called upon and that's called, and then you go and you, they come to you for advice and guidance. Mm. So my question is that, what is it that um, enables you to truly be there for somebody who is at probably one of the most delicate and, well, one of the most delicate moments in their life? Well, first and foremost, it's my professional duty. 
to be there for them. <clears throat> um, I don't do the after death uh, sort of paperwork administration or whatever, but we have a, I have a team of uh, uh, consultants or companies who actually I turn to, but the first point of call is always myself generally. When I've written someone's will, they'll say, look, Chandip, father has passed away, mother has passed away. You have to have that sympathy, the empathy, um, and really be with them in that little journey initially until um, they've settled down. And then from there onwards, guide them professionally to say, look, you need to do this, you need to do that. And then a few months down the line, if the second parent is surviving or whatever, we'll need to review that situation. But it is a professional duty, but it's also a duty which I have to all of my clients. Um, and, you know, we, we, we have to be there uh, for them. It's not a fee earning thing, but it is something where you need to take that call. You need to maybe sit down with them um, and guide, guide them through. I've had so many Zoom, Zoom meetings in the last 10 months with professionals who do probate that kind of stuff but they always want me to be in that zoom meeting so they're they're comfortable so yeah it, it is a duty i have and um have to do it yeah brilliant, brilliant question thank though. yeah thank you um Brittany, you had a question and then i think let me just see um and from it Yeah, so thank you very much for sharing. Um, I think everyone's going to be saying that to you, so I won't go on about that. But my question is more on how do you find the time and more so how do you manage your time and continue to be a self-starter and motivated because there, there was a tremendous amount to listen to. It was almost exhaustive listening to it. So it, it's interesting to know kind of how you do it. Sometimes with difficulty, um, and I think Pramit might vouch for that when you talk about the meetings and sometimes non-attendance, but there is an element of sacrifice as well. Um, I've, you know, apart from watching football or the odd news bits, I rarely watch any TV. Um, it is, you have to sacrifice, and I, I will always put my hands up to say in the early years of my kids' lives, when I was doing some of this, I did possibly sacrifice some of their time. But but there was a reason and a good reason for that. And they're now seeing the fruits of all of that um, hard work, particularly with, you know, Sansar and when it's lead up to showtime and whatever. If you want to do something, like Shailene said earlier, um, you can uh, um, give up that time and make it happen. I'm very fortunate to run my own business where I can fluctuate my time according to the needs. As long as it's in the diary, then I can, you know, uh, shift things around or, or, uh, or um, you know, make the time happen. If it's not in a diary and something comes up, no way, it's not going to get in. Um, time management can be difficult pretty at times. It, it's uh, particularly social and business. Uh, and family time, but I'm extremely fortunate to have a phenomenal family who, who have always been supportive um, on, on my endeavors, whether it's business endeavors or social endeavors or family endeavors. And I give as much time now to the family as well. So, um, but there, the sacrifices are social life um, at times. So I can't always attend the dinners, the parties, whatever, sometimes, 
Um, but saying that, my genuine friends, and I've got many, many of those over the last 30, 40 years, they are still my genuine friends and they're still there and I still talk to them every couple of weeks or whatever. So I haven't lost um, touch with anyone as such ever. But sacrifice is one word. I would say a little bit of that. Yeah. Thank you, Shantik. Bramit, I'm going to just ask you to just hold fire for a moment. I'm conscious uh, that uh, we're close to time. So I want to just share a couple of things. And then um, if Shandip, you're happy to, and whoever else is happy to, we can continue a few more questions um, after that. And those who then need to drop off are able to uh, drop off as well. Um, no, don't drop off, please. Just stay. <laughs> that's, the, that's, that's the ideal. <laughs> Brilliant. So if you do want to get in touch with Shandip and find out more or um, garner him for uh, mentoring advice on volunteering or getting involved in the project, uh, balanceconsultancy.co.uk. Um, you can find him and contact him through that in his email. And if you need um, any assistance with um, Will or uh, Lasting Powers of Attorney, that's the place um, also to go to. And there. Um, a couple of things off some forthcoming Happy Life Habits um, events that you know, uh, really want to share. So next week, um, we have, uh, so as I mentioned, this is the last um, Inspiration Point um, episode of Series 1. Um, next week, we have Managing Your Mindset in Money. So um, Brittany from um, Lightside Financial and myself will be sharing the session. We shared it a few months ago at Shishikunj, and we're sharing it now. And it really is very much about some of the things we've talked about off uh, positive mindset, abundant mindset, a giving mindset, and uh, using uh, how to cultivate those and how to use those, and also thinking about your money stories and the impact that uh, has had. So, um, a very powerful um, session, and you can sign up um, on the website for those uh, um, sessions, and it'll be starting at 7.20. It's a 90-minute session next week. Um, on the 13th, of December, um, a new workshop, um, and it's called Looking Back, Looking Forward. This is very much uh, a, a new one, which I think will be really powerful. So there's a component there on focusing on our self-esteem and activities to lift and build and remind ourselves of our self-esteem and our self-worth. And then there's components using a workbook and a structured method to look back on the year that's just gone by, capture some of the learnings, capture some of the moments, capture some of the themes, from the year gone by on various um, angles, but also more importantly, looking at the year coming forward and start capturing and planning what we want after 2021 and getting ourselves to be putting our time, our energy and our attention to that. And that's one of the things pretty as well with regards to what Shandip is sharing. What we put our time, energy and attention to is our priorities. And if we're clear on our priorities and we put the energies there, then we live a balanced uh, life. And that, um, again, available to book up um, by the website. This is one which is doing, I'm doing through the crowdfunding for 20 pounds for the 90 minute session, but it will be, again, very powerful um, session. So right to that. The happiness course, um, grat gratitude and journal um, habit immersion course. We're about to finish the November one this coming weekend, Thanksgiving weekend. January will be kicking off again, 4th of January. We've got two streams, a morning stream 
and an evening stream. Um, currently, uh, again, through the crowdfunding, you can book a place on this for £60 for January or for March, or for one possibly um, in the first six months of the year. After that, the price is £75. But this is the course which really makes a difference. It's 30 days of helping to build a habit on gratitude and journaling with all the benefits it brings. And people, um, some of the people who've just been on this course recently um, uh, have been sharing how it's helping through um, a loss of a loved one, helping through workplace difficulties, helping through relationship issues, and just help them be happier, more focused, whether in a professional life, whether working, not working, and so forth. Uh, so really um, a powerful one, and you can really get 2021 going with a solid habit, which will really support and um, help you. And like, yeah, I've mentioned those key dates there. And uh, the crowdfunding site available um, to share. The last thing I want to share is from the back of this event, you'll get an email from Eventbrite. And if you've attended any of the other uh, episodes, you'll get more than one email. It'll be the same email. It'll have a link on there for some feedback. We would love you to take three minutes to fill out that feedback form, which will then help us plan series two in the new year. And I'm happy to say Balance Consultancy will be sponsoring series two. So it's going to happen. Um, we're looking for people to be involved with the episodes. So forms are available on that email for you to fill out if you want to be taking part. But also the feedback is really important for us to help plan and improve uh, these sessions. And you can be part of the Happy Life Habits community via any of these um, methods and things shared here. With that, I'll stop there and say, please do stay on for a little bit longer. And Bramit. Um, I invite you to share um, your question and take the opportunity just before that really to say to everyone with it being Thanksgiving week and so forth, really thank you for being part of Happy Life Habits community and journey and supporting us in the work we do and being here today. Ramit, please ask away. Right. Thanks, uh, Shailen. Um, and well done for doing this series of talks as well. Uh, I will just quickly reiterate Shandip, fantastic talk. Uh, thanks very much <laughs> for that. Um, so my question to you, Shandip, was going back to that event uh, where you collapsed and it caused you to rethink and reassess your situation, your career, mm. life and all these things. And, you know, Shailen mentioned also, you know, how in his uh, career and life as well, a shock event caused a reassessment of things. And I think I've come across a lot of people who have had that kind of experience and it's a catalyst yeah. for changing their direction in life. Um, and I've been through similar situations where I've changed direction in my career a few times, but it wasn't a, a shock that caused me to change the direction, but it was more a self-awareness and a, a desire to do something different. And I wonder, before that event happened to you, was there something brewing in the back of your mind about changing direction? And was this the tipping point that caused you to go in a different direction? Or was it just something that came out of the blue and then made you reassess? 
So uh, I don't think this came out of the blue. I think it was coming. Um, I thought it was going to be a lot worse uh, at some point because of the nature of the environment I was working in. It was a very, very high pressure pharmaceuticals, toiletry sales, but I was the leading sort of sales director sort of thing, bringing in the business on part of that. But it's how you treat other human beings, which is actually emanated into this. And I'd never thought for a moment, even when I'd collapsed, that I'd actually turn into an estate planner or a will writer. Um, It's just when this happened, And it was the absolute trigger point. Um, What the trigger point was, was my son, um, you know, crying his head off and coming when I came back from the hospital and hugged me. But also the thought that went inside me that, look, those kids could have been fatherless today. Yeah. Had it been another day. And I said, I'm not going to go through this again. And... uh, yeah, whatever happens in the future, yes, you know, it could still happen in a different way. But I wanted to control my own destiny, where for the two years when I was with this other uh, company as number two, I wasn't controlling my destiny. I was almost a slave to make it better and better and hoping that I'll get my shares, hoping I'll get my um, the large reward which I gave up all of that, gave it all back to him, didn't want it, didn't want a penny of it, and uh, went on. Yeah. I think what's interesting, uh, Shandip, is that probably a lot of people are in a situation where they're chasing and chasing this endless treadmill yeah. uh, and goal. But to come off that treadmill and to come out of that situation is very, very difficult or challenging because... Mm. You, you've got to recondition your perspective and thinking. And, you know, obviously you're in that situation and then to have to come out and then reassess and redo things. Uh... It was a brave decision um, and starting from zero, and which is what I did because I'd lost all my money as well. Uh, I Apart from the house where I'd remortgaged twice to pay for all the old debts because I made sure when we closed the other company down, not a single creditor was owed a penny. So I paid all of that um, through our own family money, mirrors, we we remortgaged and paid. I lost everything I had, but that didn't put me off. What I did was at least I was here alive and I was in a shape where I could make my journey and, for some, you know, gut feeling, I knew this was the this was the um, the role which I was almost destined for because I love people, I love sitting in front of people, finding that solution, whatever, and it just clicked. It just absolutely clicked, um, and it it just went from there. And now, you know, I can really count on those years to say, look. I would encourage anyone, and there are a few people in this room who are watching today who have been through a similar journey where I've helped uh, to to make them positive in their journey, but never give up. And uh, money is the holding back factor, I think, for a lot of people because they've got lots of expenses, you know, uh, various things. Um, I was fortunate. I didn't, didn't have like things like private schooling or those kind of commitments. So, you know, um, that made life easier 
But the biggest thing is your family support. If they're behind you, you'll get through everything. And your friend support, of course. But family support, friend support, if they're behind you, you will make a success in anything. It may take a bit longer, it may take very quickly. Um, but yeah, it was a brave decision, even for me at that time, but I, I just had to do it. Yeah, and I, I, just I think to add to that, you know, often society is measuring success or, um, yeah, success by financial uh, basis. But uh, true success isn't financial. It's a whole variety of things. It's uh, the relationships, it's the giving back, it's uh, our health as well. If mm. we don't have our health, what's the point of having all that money? Exactly. So exactly. it's you know, a balance of you know, the four quadrants we often talk about in Happy Life Habits, the physical, the mental, the social, emotional, and the spiritual, and having all of those, you know, working well together and nurturing all of those um, there. So, no, thank you for that question and thank you for that answer. Um, we will take... One last question, which I think Nilesh has his hand up, and then oh, and Rajas, and then we will um, call it a close. <laughs> thanks, thanks, Shailen. Uh, very well organised. So thank you for that, um, Shandip. What can I say? I've known you for years, so um, I guess one thing which you probably didn't do justice to. So I'm going to ask that question uh, with the volunteering aspect and the giving aspect. Certainly, what I've noticed in the last twelve years or so that we work together that for every project we worked on, you bring boundless energy with you 24-7. Uh, and, and I've seen that, whether it's physical, mental. So where does that boundless energy come from? <laughs> <laughs> oh, uh, I don't know. When, when, you're, when you're aiming for a particular goal, when we want to achieve something, tiredness is not in my category, uh, is not in my vocabulary rather. And, uh, you know, I, I think you know and I know we think exactly the same uh, because you've been through that journey with me, but tiredness, you know, yeah, I, I, you just go, you just go with the flow. And because you're achieving something positive, um, you just keep going and uh, that energy is there. You, you've got someone almost invisible supporting you and protecting you all the way, you know? Um, and that for me is, you know, faith uh, in the one above, I don't know, uh, but energy is always there. And also, you know, to have a um, stable, happy home life, um, that makes a huge difference, I think. That makes a massive difference. You know, you come home at one o'clock in the morning, you're not going to get wife battering you or whatever. So, uh, you know, uh, it's, she'll say a quiet word, but, <laughs> but uh, certainly, yeah, I, I think it's a mixture of those. It's a difficult one to answer, but yeah, I, I think keep healthy. That, that's the key thing and you can do anything. You can absolutely do anything, but you've got to love what you're doing. If you're doing it for the sake of, oh, I've got to get this done. I have to do this because I've been told to do it. Or no, you've got to want to do it. Yeah. Yeah. And actually, thanks, Nilesh, for that one, because it's reminding me the bit that I forgot that I had thought of earlier on when I, <laughs> I said that I can't remember. It, 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 it's where many a time we've witnessed you to be the first person at the venue for whatever event's occurring and the last person to leave. And these are, you know, not short events. You were talking a few hours of events and you're there. One of the first ones there hours before and 
hours after. So that um, it was the, what I remembered and wanted to share. So uh, just, yeah, they've captured that. Brilliant. Thank you. Um, Raj, would you like to? Uh, yeah. Hi, Shandip. Hi, Raj. Keep things... it easy, mate. Keep it easy. Yeah. yeah all so... right. All right. Just you. <laughs> now, one of the things you haven't mentioned, and, and, and that's something that, you know, and, and uh, that I've actually almost learned from you in, in that sense is your courage. Right. And, and there are a number of times when stuff is not going well, but you'd still have faith. It's going to work out all right. Right. And I think I think, you know, probably more, you know, that, that, especially in Sunsar situation when we're planning some event and we're not sure it's going to be successful or you know, it's, you know, how it's going to be perceived. This and the other. So, no, it'll be fine. Let's just do it. You know, let's just do it. Where did that come from? Have faith in the team around you. I think, um, and that's the only thing. Sometimes, um, and actually the recent Diwali program, again, I said, look, numbers don't matter, but have faith in the team around you. You know you're doing good work. The only element is, you know, how many people are going to watch you doing that good work, okay? But everything else is there in place. I think having that faith in, in, in your team at all times, and we've been through this with Sunsar so many times, but is really important. And always, 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 it turns out for the good, always. And, uh, and you've been part of that success. So, you know, um, always turns out good, but have faith in people. Absolutely have faith in people. And if, if someone is not doing something right, tell them, educate them, you know, uh, because they won't know they're not doing things right or they won't know a better way of doing things. You taking a leadership role, you have to tell the people as well. No one's going to be offended. Sometimes we think we're going to offend people, but no one's going to be offended. But key thing, have faith in people. Great. Um, I think the other thing on that is, um, so yeah, have faith in people, but also do the best you can with what you got. And then whatever the result is, is the right result. So uh, yeah, doing the best you can with what you got um, is uh, what to work with and then whatever the result comes through. Brilliant. Thank you all. Um, we will call it um, to a close now. Um, Shailene, can I just say something? I also want to you know, thank you for putting this series together as well, inviting me um, uh, to talk today. But your hard work this year, I, I've seen it in the last 10 months, what you've done, 10, 11 months. And I think everyone should put their hands together for Shailene today. Really. Yeah, absolutely. Amazing thank work. Thank you. And I've thoroughly enjoyed it, but like you've already highlighted, you know, there's been a lot of goodwill, a lot of support and a lot of sharing. And again, I take that opportunity to thank everyone um, for rocking up to these sessions, for sharing these sessions with other people and inviting them, um, for supporting, you know, the work that um, we're doing through Happy Life Habits in whatever way you do and you know really appreciate that and looking forward to continuing doing this stuff and having a positive impact on people's happiness and well-being levels so you're all part of the community you're all part of this journey 
and we're all in this together to create those ripples and impact um, the happiness levels. So thank you and appreciate it. Brilliant. That uh, brings us to a close. So I bid everyone a safe journey home and take care. <laughs> uh, but, uh, definitely, you know, we'll see you again uh, if you can make it next week or one of the other um, uh, future events, either um, by Happy Life Habits or one of the other community events that we all belong to and are part of. So to you all soon. And please, please, please do fill out the uh, survey, which will come through into your inbox in the next hour or so. Take care. Thank you. Bye-bye.